This is the Modern Architect radio show and podcast. The Modern Architect features one-on-one interviews with renowned and cutting-edge architects, influencers, and sustainability leaders. Our show informs and illuminates the transformation that architecture brings to our cities, communities, and lives. And now, introducing the host of The Modern Architect, Tom Dioro. Our show today, we're honored and uh, I'm really excited to talk to, is Casey O'Callaghan, President, Chief Executive, and Lead Designer of Casey O'Callaghan Golf Design Incorporated in Newport Beach, California. Their, uh, their focus is new golf course design, master planning, course restoration, as well as resort development projects throughout North America, Asia, and Latin America. Casey's also a graduate of UC Berkeley School of Environmental Design. Feel free to reach them on the web or view them on the web at golfcoursedesign.net. Again, that's golfcoursedesign.net. Today's episode is made possible by Swatchbox, the leading sample platform for architects and designers. Swatchbox brings thousands of product samples from the world's leading manufacturers into one platform. Browse materials for inspiration, create custom collections, then request your samples for free with automatic next day or second day shipping. Get started at Swatchbox.com. Casey, really honored and thrilled to have you on The Modern Architect. Thanks for uh, for being here. Sure. Thank you for having me. Casey, can you share with us um, a quote or a, a mantra, a prayer that uh, you refer to every now and then when uh, life can sometimes get a little challenging and you need to, a bit of a breakthrough or, or a fresh perspective? <laughs> um, I think there's two. And... Uh... Uh, for me, God is in control, and I'm I'm trying to do the best that I can. Um, I am absolutely a work in progress, and um, I, I like to think that I have uh, I, I never stop learning. I truly just you know appreciate what I do and um, love learning, love 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 the projects. Excellent. I like that you you, are, you consider yourself a work in pro- progress and uh, spiritually. How does that really work and move with you, if, or even how the early inspiration for such a spiritual background um, influenced you as a professional as well? Um, you know, I think it ha- what I've what I've come to realize, and I didn't realize this early on in my career, is it's not all about me. It's um, it's about the relationships that I have, the people that I come in contact with. I absolutely love golf course design. I there are so many aspects of it that meet me on a technical and aesthetic and and uh, just interest level. But really, it's the people that I work with, whether it be the superintendents, the general managers, the owners. Um, those relationships are invaluable. Now, the, the spiritual. As a child, did you grow up in the church? Um, how did you get that such a um, a deep connection? If you're I liberty did not to grow share. up in the church, and truth okay. be told, I I grew up mocking Christians and Christianity. Um, did you really? Wow! I did. I did. Um, and and for you know, oddly enough, for some of all the right reasons, uh, because um, I think sometimes you see hypocrisy in, with people who claim to be Christians, and um, um, which is true, but. Um, I think all of us are somewhat a little hypocritical in one sense or another, but sometimes it's easy to kind of pigeonhole who a Christian is. Um, not until later in my life, probably about my late 20s, did I um, 
really kind of meet a few people who resonated with me, who I thought were normal people, but also followed Christ. And um, there was an attractiveness to that. And there's it's kind of been that slow journey, but that was probably the late 90s. And I've been trying to follow God and, and uh, pursue Christ for the last 25, 30 years. Yeah, terrific. Now, how, as inspiration, especially out there on the golf course or in, in, in nature, how does that reflect in the – I've seen your web, the, the website in the, the photos and the pictures that you have there. It's phenomenal. It's actually quite heavenly, your courses. Is that by design or, or it's you know, part of skill and then part of your inspiration? Um, wow, that's a good question. I would say that um, I think a lot of what I try to do tries to emulate what I think uh, is in nature and really um, – uh, you know, divine inspired. I mean, I pray a lot, <laughs> but uh, I would say that that um, that emulating nature and emulating natural conditions and trying to kind of create something that is pleasing to the eye um, is 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 a big part of what I try to do. How would you say what's what's the feeling like for you when you've uh, completed a course, uh, no pun intended, a, a project, and you and you see the players and the people comment without them knowing you're there or you were even the designer what's that feel like for you it's uh it's it's great it's it's really interesting and fun and um two kind of quick side notes one is i've uh i, I grew up playing golf because my dad loved golf and i never played competitively but i love playing with my dad and uh, it's been really special on kind of the grand opening of a few courses to have him there or play golf with him um, and I know that's a little bit of a kind of a, uh, a side comment, but, um, you know, it's interesting. Just the other day, I was on an airport shuttle bus coming back from a project and I saw somebody wearing the logo of a golf course that I had worked on. And so it was interesting to kind of pepper them as to ask them about the, the new work that we'd done on the golf course without them knowing who I was and get kind of unfiltered feedback. So um, it's 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 great. I, I love seeing the finished product. I love seeing people play what I, you know, what we've created. Can you share with us some of the designs and projects that you've worked on? You don't have to name names or courses unless you want to, but I'd love to hear it. Uh, if you don't mind, even kind of from a, a quick start to finish, you know, how does it begin and, and how does it get to where you go? Okay, I think we're done and it's it's maintenance, if if that's the correct uh, Well, okay, so there's a, two questions. I think the, the, the courses that I've worked on, um, a lot of work in Southern California. Uh, I did a, a golf course uh, called Arroyo Tribuco down in Mission Viejo. I co-designed it with Tom Lehman, um, professional golfer. Wonderful experience that was in the early 2000s. Um, did uh, a, a neat project out in, in Palm Springs called Indian Canyons Golf Resort. That was in the mid 2000s. Um, and then the nature of the business changed a little bit. Uh, there was a lot of new golf course construction in the first part of my career. And then I, there was just simply overbuilding of golf courses and um, the new golf course uh, construction stopped and the renovation or restoration work began. And so most of my work has been in that, um, kind of in that venue. Uh, did a couple big projects, Industry Hills Golf Club uh, in the city of Industry. There was a 36 hole renovation and then um, a lot of private clubs, Friendly Hills Country Club, Red Hill Country Club, and then most recently, 
Newport Beach Country Club, as well as I do, I'm working up in Northern California at Blackhawk Country Club um, with those members. And what's that like for you? Is it, or if you can't explain without giving away your secret sauce, is the process when you are first approached by a client that you go through to ascertain exactly, you know, what it is that they're looking for and what's the purpose of the course and, and what are the, what's the outcome? Um, sure. And, and it really often starts with their goals and really trying to listen to them as to what they're trying to achieve, whether it means um, trying to attract more members or more golfers, whether or not they have a specific budget in mind, um, whether or not they've got maintenance concerns that they're trying to address or, or water restrictions. Um, and then often sometimes they don't quite know what they want. Um, and you can kind of guide them or ask them some questions that really draw that out. And, uh, and uh, that's an interesting process. I've, I've, I've learned over the years, and I kind of say this humbly, but um, sometimes what they think they want isn't always what they want. Um, and it's something else. And you have to kind of tease that out of them and then help them understand that. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's like you're a bit of a psychologist too. <laughs> I'm not sure is that about something, that, uh, but I, I, I try to read my <laughs> audience. <laughs> yeah. Well, the attracting new members and whatever their goals are with it, is there anything that you found, again, without giving away your secret sauce, is that really you know when you're complete, when the project's complete, that there are going to, there's just going to be an increase in new members because it's just either more beautiful, it's more challenging, it's more... Uh, player friendly, whatever it is that they're looking for, is that is that by design, like by design? Um, absolutely, and and that's often, especially with the private private country club members, uh, uh, they really want to. Often, it is how do we make our our course more attractive, and it's a little bit of you know, it's almost like you live on your street and your neighbor down the street remodeled their kitchen or their bathroom. And you're like, well, gosh, my kitchen doesn't look so great. How do I, how do I make it look better? Um, but there's been plenty of courses. In fact, and we've actually kind of done studies with these courses where we've gone in and identified um, within their budget, what they can afford, what is going to be the best bang for buck, um, what is going to give the most visual appeal and kind of attract golfers. And, um, and then it's really interesting to see how that really impacts the membership. Um, and, and, uh, it, we can do it in different ways. Often it's, it's, um, like a, a sand bunker renovation really adds a lot of aesthetic appeal. It's one thing that the members and the people can see right out of the gates, the, the, the flash of the sand, the way that it sets up the, the strategic interest of it. Whereas a new irrigation system, which may be desperately needed, everything's underground and, you know, maybe the turf conditions get a little bit better, but it doesn't always mean that you're going to, all the members are going to see it. Excellent. This is the Modern Architect podcast. It, it, Casey, go ahead and uh, tell them uh, your website, where they can go to and, and uh, a little bit about you as well. Oh, sure. Uh, so our, our website is uh, www.golfcoursedesign.net. And uh, if it tells about our projects, uh, the process that we go through in designing new golf courses and, and restoring and renovating existing golf courses. Excellent. Azura, if you're at liberty to share what recent project that you've worked on or working on currently. 
Uh, sure. So we, we've got a couple. Um, we ju- I just finished a project, uh, Newport Beach Country Club in, in Newport Beach. Um, it was a it was a three month renovation project, and uh, it just finished, and it's it's reopening as we speak, and that's been a, a really fun and uh, challenging project. We we kept the golf course open during construction, and um, and did quite a bit of work out there. Um, and so far, the reviews have been uh, really, really good, which is dynamite. Um, I'm currently working at Blackhawk Country Club with them on the final phase of a sand bunker renovation project. Um, so I'm up in Northern California about once once a week, once every two weeks. And then um, we've got another project under construction called uh, Diamond Bar Golf Course. It's a County of Los Angeles project that is tied in with uh, a freeway expansion that impacted the golf course so much that the entire golf course needs to be rebuilt. We're in the process of that right now. And then lastly, not to talk too much, but I've got about three or four other projects in the planning phase. And and what's nice is um, a a really nice work balance is to have certain projects in the preliminary design phase, other projects in construction documents, and then other projects in construction. And sometimes it gets a little top heavy in one or the other, but that's a nice balance and that's where we're at right now. Can you share with your audience today just some of the process that you go through uh, personally and professionally when you, after you've talked with the client and you you see what you're going to be working with? What kind of goes through your head, your mind, and and even your heart when you when you just view it, you know, in a in a state of peace? <laughs> uh, I, I guess first and foremost, I'm I'm trying to do the best job I can for my client um, and really kind of um, put what I want to the side and really kind of focus on what they want. And, um, and so I think about, I think about that as I'm doing the design work and especially with the fact that I don't, part of the design process that I go through is I don't have one particular design style that I stick with. Um, you can look at three different projects and the shape of the bunkers or the greens or the slopes can be completely different because I think I, it needs to fit to that specific client. Um, and then the other part that I, I, I really enjoy that is part of that process is um, during the design phase is really trying to visualize what that is going to look like when I'm standing out in the field and trying to um, articulate that and present it to the client so that they can understand it. Yeah. What uh, in particular, it sounds, is every project different or is there some, quite a few similarities? <laughs> They're so different. Um, there, yes. I mean, some, and some are, um, you know, three or four years ago, and this will probably come up again. We were doing a lot of turf reduction projects where we were trying to reduce the amount of irrigated acres for the golf course, you know, based on the, uh, the the drought conditions that we're in, um, the you know we're we're doing bunker renovation projects, we're doing green renovation projects, we're doing um, even some like smaller landscape projects that are associated with the golf course. So um, some are small, some are, are are have kind of some have budgets, construction budgets of forty or fifty thousand dollars, and then we've got one that's this isn't completely my work, but the entire project budget is $40 million. So there's a huge array of, of 
of scope and size that we work on. Now, how do you find clients? Are they, they come to you, you go to them, a little both? It's a little both. Um, I, I remember when I started out um, that I didn't have any clients. And so um, I <laughs> honestly, I wrote a letter to every golf course that I could find in Southern California trying to get work uh, those first few years, um, <clears throat> which wasn't as successful as I kind of hoped it would be. <laughs> Um, but I think what's happened is, um, is, uh, I, I, well, I love what I do and I, I believe I'm good at what I do and I care about what I do and I care about the people that I work with. And I think that has, um, that has continued to grow. And so I, I still, um, I still kind of hunt for new projects, but, um, I'm also pretty blessed where I feel like I get a lot of repeat customers or, you know, the best kind of recommendation you can get is an unsolicited one where one person says, hey, I've worked with Casey. He's great. This is who you want to call and talk to. And, and half the battle is just get, being able to, to talk to them. And often we compete against other architects during that process, but often we'll just get repeat clients that want to work with us. What was a deciding factor or maybe even a galvanizing moment when you said, you know what, I want to. I want to begin and launch my own golf course design firm. Well, that's a little bit of ignorance is bliss. Um, I had, (laughs) I had worked for, uh, Cal Olson, who is a, another golf course architect. I'd worked for him for three years and, um, I was young and thought I was really smart and, and that I could go out and do it on my own. Um, it was as simple as that. Um, and so I decided to to launch, you know, launch back in 1993. Um, and looking back, I realized how maybe unprepared I was for that. Um, and not to say on a skill level, but just running a business and marketing. You know, I thought I'm going to start my own business and people are going to come knocking on the door. And that was not the case at, at all. Um, but I, I, I knew that I, I think I just always knew growing up that I wanted to work for myself. Uh, my dad um, uh, was a dentist. He was self-employed, and I saw his lifestyle, and I think it just resonated with me. Wow! So it wasn't a real a moment that you said "aha" or a well, you know, lightning the, the, struck. The you. moment came. I was thinking about this. So I, I I graduated UC Berkeley, and I graduated with, with an environmental design degree, and I was in architecture. And I, I love that experience, and it really prepared me for um, what I liked about the school. Is it really was uh, more theoretical and talked about the design thought and process, and less about the technical side of it. But I graduated school knowing that I did not want to be an architect. It was like I checked off one box of one thing I didn't want to do, and I was open to anything else. Um, and um, the defining moment, I, I graduated, and I thought I, I, I'm not, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And my parents encouraged me to travel. And so I went traveling around the world for about six months. And on that trip, I was with one of my best friends in Thailand, kind of bemoaning, what am I going to do? And he kind of put two and two together. He said, you know, you grew up playing golf. You've got this background of golf. You've got this background with design. What about golf course design? And, and a light bulb went off. And I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. And, and the rest is history. Yeah. How about even creating a legacy? I mean, I don't know how involved do you have uh, uh, in your life, your family life, that 
this is something that you do for now, or, you know, even beyond the lifetime. Um, I'm, wait, I'm not sure I understand about that. Uh, the question. It, it create, uh, uh, if you create a legacy, you know, for your family, the family name of golf course design. I don't know if you've thought, maybe I'm thinking a little too far ahead, but uh, it, there are people that do things for a couple hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and one of the things I like about what, you know, what I do or what we do, what golf architects do is you get to build something that people get to enjoy and it's out there and golf courses are around for a really long time. And so, you know, it's, it's neat to see people play, you know, what we design. Yeah. What are some of the, a couple of challenges that you face when looking at, uh, you know, a, new, a, a completely new golf course. Is it water, the city, dealing with the cities, the public works? Or what What would you say is, um, if there is one or two, of the unique challenges to your profession? Um, you know, I don't know if it's unique. You know, often when you're doing a project with um, – uh, a city or a county, and a lot of that permitting process um, can can get fairly onerous. Um, I would say that I, I think, um, you know, what's unique to our profession is that uh, I think at the end of the day, every golf course, every person who plays golf kind of in their head thinks I'm a golf course designer. And, uh, you know, it, we, we kind of joke the two easiest professions uh, what is it? Is it a college basketball coach and a superintendent? Well, I'd, I'd add golf course designer to that. I think everybody thinks that they could probably do it better. <laughs> okay. Wow. This is the Modern Architect podcast. And uh, uh, our guest today, Casey, go ahead and introduce yourself again, or reintroduce yourself again today. Sure. To uh, my name is Casey O'Callaghan, and I'm president of Casey O'Callaghan Golf Course Design. And I'm here based in Southern California designing golf courses. Terrific. And your web, your website that uh, feel they can feel free to go to visit Casey. Oh sure, sorry. It's uh, golfcoursedesign.net. Now Casey, with the uh, we're going to do a uh, public service in this for the Grace Fellowship Church, and uh, their values is that uh, God is the greatest treasure in the universe. Therefore, they seek to treasure God in their hearts and minds, and and make daily decisions that reflect what a treasure he is to us. For more information, feel free to visit the gracefellowshipchurch.org. Again, gracefellowshipchurch.org. Casey, can you share with us uh, why uh, the, the Grace Fellowship Church matters so much to you? Well, we, we love attending there, and I can tell you that the, the leadership at Grace Fellowship Church is, uh, is top-notch. Um, they, um, they really have a heart for God and a heart for the congregation, and that uh, comes out in everything that they do. So we love it. Excellent. Now, what's changed, Casey, in the last couple of years with the, uh, uh, in your industry, uh, and even maybe just even in the profession? That uh, that is unique in the last couple of years versus say the last previous two years. Yeah, sure. I think there's um, well, there's a few things that come to mind. Um, one is that back in the in the late '90s, it seemed that um, the idea for golf was longer golf courses, harder golf courses, and um, I think what what everyone realized is that golf wasn't fun with longer or harder golf courses. And I think it drew some people away. Um, and so, 
um, I think what 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 many architects have realized is that you know golf is supposed to be fun. Let's let's make it enjoyable. Let's make it uh, interesting. Let's make it fun. And so uh, people aren't necessarily trying to design longer golf courses. They're trying to create more interesting golf courses that are playable for golfers of all levels. Um, the other thing is, you know, there, there's. I, I guess the other thing is is that uh, the the pandemic has really been a shot in the arm for the golf course industry. Um, it's interesting how many young people between, and, and even, you know, everyone of, uh, of all ages, but, but I've seen it kind of in that 10 to 30 year age range where when the pandemic hit, one of the few things you could do is go out and play golf. And it really brought a lot of people to golf. And I think people realized all the benefits of why golfers love golf. Casey, what would you like to share with your audience today that we may not have touched on? What would I like to share? Um, I love what I do. I, 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 I am truly blessed by this profession. Uh, as I said, I love the people that I work with, but I love the, uh, I love the fact that I get to, um, that I get kind of scratch the itch of the, the aesthetic side, uh, the, the technical side and just the uh, being outdoors and, and doing something that I truly love. So it's a great profession. Excellent. Casey, it's been a real honor and pleasure having you as our guest today. Thank you very much. Tom, thank you. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. You've been listening to The Modern Architect. I'm Tom Dior. Our guest today has been Casey O'Callan, President, Chief Executive, and Lead Designer of Casey O'Callan Golf Design Incorporated in Newport Beach, California. Their, uh, their focus is new golf course design, master planning course restoration, as well as resort development projects throughout North America, Asia, and Latin America. Casey is a graduate of UC Berkeley School of Environmental Design. For more information, feel free to visit their website at golfcoursedesign.net. Again, that's golfcoursedesign.net. Join us again next time when we welcome another outstanding architect, engineer, influencer, or civic leader committed to positive and sustainable cities, communities, and lives. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is made possible by Swatchbox, the leading sample platform for architects and designers. Swatchbox brings thousands of product samples from the world's leading manufacturers into one platform. Browse materials for inspiration, create custom collections, then request your samples for free with automatic next day or second day shipping. Get started at Swatchbox.com.